To Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. Well, I've been very strident lately. Uh, forgive me. I'm Roy Masters, and I have been on the air for 55 years, in case you just joined in. I'm beginning to lose my vocabulary, and somehow, I don't know what I'm about to say when I come on the air. And I think it's a very important something to say because you're always thinking about what you're going to say and what you're going to do and what your life is all about. And what I'm speaking about is do you have a purpose? A purpose is very important in life. But the trouble is that there's purpose goes two ways. It could be a purpose to find the meaning of life. That's the one that's very important. And if you have that attitude, what is life is all about? I can remember when I was a little boy, wanting to know what was all about, what was, what was life all about. And it's always been with me. And just having the idea by itself slowly grew to understanding all the things that are important in life. And the, all the things that are more important in life is finding God, finding Him. Where do you think God is? Is he in the sky? Well, the seagulls have him, or the birds have him. Is he in the in the ocean? When the well, the the the, the fish are there first, so to speak. To find the God is not to find a man. God Himself. And I wish I could use language that are much more gracious. But you can't experience, you can't see what God looks like. I suppose the only thing you can consider that we are made in his image. And Jesus was made in his image. But what made him a special person is that what he said and what he did was not from him personally. In other words, what I'm trying to say, that any time you want to do something good, you want to make a decision, and that, that seems perfectly normal to you, but it's really not. You cannot make your whole life. There are two reasons what happens to you when you try to Say to yourself, I want to be this, and I want to be that. You, in other words, the purpose of life does not belong to you. You're not God. He made us in his image. 
and hopefully looking back at Paradise Lost, let him flow through you and not pick up the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, you're biting the apple. You've got to be very careful of what your purpose is. Your purpose should be, deep down, the purpose to find the meaning, but you can't create the meaning. And if you try to make yourself a meaning, if you try to give yourself a purpose, If it's important to, for you to have a purpose and you work hard on that and going to school and getting a degree, it could be counted as a, a, a certain kind of perversion. The knowledge by itself, the knowledge of good like you have in the Bible, is just a noise but it's a noise with a meaning and we'll talk to you in just a minute just a few minutes about that about education a dukure means to bring bring forth within that's where you should be looking for we'll be right back The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Yes, uh, let me continue my, my, uh, my understanding of learning. Do you, do you like to learn? Do you like to read books? Do you like the Bible? May I suggest that it's very likely that giving yourself an education, setting up a goal that you want to achieve, what will happen if you set up a goal for yourself? Whereas the goal should be the purpose of life that will show you what that purpose is and that purpose is living forever. Yes. You just didn't come into the world like an animal in conflict with your human. That's what it really is. 
emotions, but we won't go into that right now. The purpose of life must be in the in, deep in your heart when you come into the world. It should be, what is the meaning of the world? What is the meaning? What is the purpose of life? That must be real and sincere. And in that sincerity, things begin to happen. You will have a, 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 an aura around you. You will have a certain mystical aura around you that might, will make people hate you as if you were more superior to them or weak. They can consider your innocence as weakness. But no matter what, you've got to be very careful how you deal with growing up, becoming a man, becoming a woman. And you've got to be very careful how you learn. Learning, the, the pure learning, is looking at what people say without reaction, without, without adoration, meaning that you adore them, they're wonderful, they're good teachers and all the rest of it. There are very few good teachers on earth. They exist. They don't push you. They allow you to unfold like a flower. But there's not too many like that. So considering that most teachers are ignorant of what I'm about to say, and dumb you down so you can't hear what I have to say and think to yourself, what does he know? He hasn't got a degree. And I would say, what do you know? That you got a degree. How do you know what you got is correct? I can remember a story. And if you want to look it up, it's Channel 11 in Los Angeles. And it's in the early 60s. And as usual, the the, um, the bad guys who write your papers and tell you what the, the bad things are happening in the world, the media. You've got to be careful because they have words and they have, they have intellects. And you, you can't get a job unless you're an intellectual and you have a mastery of your of your of words and are not full of knowledge when I look at the uh, very often oh, I'll have to come back because I, I'm running off the track I want to take just make a point that uh, we come back again I, I tend to wander away and then realize I'm going off on a different trail but it's all going to come back to, in the same way anyway because I'm trying to make a point and I try to make a point one way but I lost the one I should be talking to, it's, it's, um, it's, let me see, it's in Los Angeles, Channel 11, somewhere in the early 60s, okay, very early. And I was in the limelight, being pushed down, degraded, and he's, he's this, and he's this, and he's that, he's a, a you know what I'm talking about. So they, they they brought me in and have 500 people on Channel 11, and they have an intellectual 
a person who's full of knowledge but no common sense. Especially my psychiatrists and psychologists. They have all knowledge, no common sense. I've never heard of anybody getting cured from mental, emotional, or physical situations because many, many sickness and diseases come from your mind. Your mind's got to keep you well. You have to have a you have to have perception, and perception is different from learning words and hurrying up to get a degree. If you hurry up to get a degree on anything and don't understand it, but memorize it, and, exp- and so therefore you can speak with se- security. In other words, you can express what you've been been taught. But there's several, there's several versions of, of psychiatry and psychology. And so what happened? Well, they wanted to make a fool of me. They did. And there was about 500 people there. And I wish you could get a hold of, of what I'm about to tell you. Because I'm not in, in, intellectually driven. I am a person who likes the moment, like this moment, and this moment is, you can call me if you want to, 800-866-8883. Call me Monday through Friday. Um, it's, it's 6 o'clock in the evening. And uh, what else should I say? That's about it. West Coast time, that's it. Let me get back to the story again here. So they put this famous person an intellectual psychiatrist and we face each other and we we had somebody to relay with us and I said let me take the first shot let me make my since I never had a school I never went to school I I did go to school but I didn't learn anything I I, I didn't like I looked at the at the teachers strangely enough I looked at them as dead people walking around. Yes, I mean that. I could see through them. I can see that they really didn't understand themselves, but they had knowledge. But they don't have the common sense. Now, every now and then I'd meet a teacher that had both. But for the most part, those who you are intellectual people who have degrees don't know what life is about. You will think about life as being knowledgeable and giving services to people, etc., etc., especially if you're a psychiatrist or a person in business like that, especially if people are playing with your brain. How do you know the... So, well, let me just start. I'm on the stage. I said, I'd like to have a shot at this a psychiatrist because I don't have... a an advantage of of uh, going to school and getting a degree. You, sir, have a degree, and therefore you should know more than I do. So I'm going to ask if I don't mind, if you don't mind, so the person who's is um, looking to, to talking with us and making sure we talk to each other properly. I'd like to ask you a question: Did you go to school to get that degree? 
You're a psychiatrist, aren't you? Yes. All right. And so, are there many other forms of psychiatry? He says, yes. All right. Now, I said, you went to school to, to know what you know. Correct. And the person that taught you also went to school to get a degree. But it, 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 there's a chain that comes where a person discovered what you are now learning, but he never went to school. He discovered it. Don't you see? Uh, and you also have different ideas about psychiatry. So, but just by taking that sense of the way I described it, the person that discovered it didn't go to school. The person that discovers something is that kind of person. He doesn't like to study. And you will see most of the problems you have in... in, um, in the world of knowledge, college, universities, making knowledge more important than the purpose of life. Now, the knowledge of good does not mean the same as, how can I say this? The knowledge of good is mechanical. It's like reading from a book and then said, this is what I learned, and you play it back. But how do you know if it's true or not? Wouldn't it be good if you could actually discover, you watch people, you speak to people, you're in relationship with people, and all you need to do is be aware. And being aware means finding the spirit that was paradise lost many, many years ago. When you come into the world, the world comes into you. When your mother came into the world, that mother destroyed. Yes. She loved that child. But the, but the point was, what is in her is going to be in the child. And the mother is going to teach. And you send the kid to school. And you send her to school. And if I took, if I, if you had one million dollars in a, in a, in a big bag and went to school and said, here is a million dollars in, in, in gold. Would you take care of that for me for a day? What would you expect to get? What would you expect to get? Most likely it disappears. Occasionally you have a person who could not resist that. See? Who, couldn't, who did it, would do it right. When you send your kids to school, do you know what they're teaching? Do you know the name, the the the, the, uh, the, the personality? 
the soul of the person that's teaching your children. If you send your kids to university, they have to learn and memorize everything and write it down without having to be able to see if it's true or not. Wouldn't it be better for you to slow it down and teach yourself? There's a difference between having it pressured on you. There's a difference between that kind of knowledge, you're pressured, or you pressure yourself because you want to make it be something. But the more you try to make yourself something, the less person you are. And then you hunger for more knowledge. You think, but I'm failing. I need more knowledge. No, the more knowledge you get, the more confused in words you become. Because you cannot possibly see as you can't see. You can't see the purpose of, you can't see beyond your eyes. You can't see beyond what's in your head or what you've learned or what you think is you think you learned learning is a dangerous thing and lots of children recognize that and they can't sit still in school for god knows how many hours a day i was one of them and i came in fourth in the class there was only four in the class and if there was 40 in the class I'd be the 40th person. And then they'd throw me out. But I, I didn't have that experience in, in, in manner of speaking. I just didn't want to learn. I want to discover. I want to find things out for myself. And I, I, I start to read books and it, it bothered me. Why am I reading this book on psychiatry? Why am I looking for this book on to, to, to hypnosis? It was all wrong anyway when I finally found out what it was by myself. How do you cure people with their mind? How do you can do that? How did Jesus do it? I want to know all these things. But you cannot just learn it. Learning is dangerous. Pure learning. Getting a degree, whether it's true or not. Well, I get back to the person on the stage, and I got I got turned around a little bit. But I wanted to, the reason why I, I, there was a little bit of amusement at the end of the story. Excuse me, but I was talking about me being at Channel Eleven in Los Angeles, and on the stage with. Uh, a psychiatrist, and I, I just say again, you, you have a degree, yes. Uh, and so, in, and how did you get the degree? Well, you, you you learned it from somebody, didn't you? But that, the person that learned it, taught you, learned it from, from somebody else who had a degree. And you go further back, you find the person that discovered it didn't have a degree. There's more people in, who, in America. The reason why America is so great, we have the right to fiddle with things and make it happen. But the driving force has to be per, per perfect. 
Whatever you want to be in life, whatever you want to be in life, has to be intuitive. And an intuitive child that sees a teacher can recognize they don't know what they're doing. They don't like to be told what, what the truth is when the kid can see that the teacher is a machine. I was able to be able to see that the teachers were machines. I used to call them the walking dead. Every now and then I was able to meet, have somebody and be with somebody who understood me. And it's the same thing with, with Christianity or Judaism or religion. You do not want to learn it. You do not want to remember it. You don't want to take in what you didn't understand. I'm not quite sure if I made that point clear. In other words, how can you tell the difference between the word, for examples? Just recently, a few years back, Obama, I always use this as a making a point. He says, he said, he, sense, he senses something, and he said something like this, if I can remember it. He was going to give you fundamental transformation. You see, he said words, fundamental transformation. What does that mean? That Those two words, fundamental transformation, can be seen as whoopee, we're going to have a better life. Fundamental transformation. People who are word-oriented, brainless, didn't see the, the deceit. It's knowledge. Did you hear what he said? Wow. Fundamental transformation. I give it to you so you can be, you've, you've heard it all. And that everybody, a big percentage of, of America caught on and they thought, wow, he's a charming man. Look what he said. Transformational, fundamental transformation means to them getting better. What he mean, what he really mean by it, and you couldn't see it, because you believed the words and the authority of the words, and the apparent authority of the world, who seems to love you as you are. That means all the kids in school who are subject to the teachers, without questioning the teachers. See that difference, and so you see what happened to your country. You nearly lost it because you, you believed, in, believed in him, and he spoke in words. But the spirit, here we have the spirit of the word, and the spirit can lie. 
while looking like it's telling you the truth. So even though you go to school and you have something that is the truth, you have to be able to know that it is. But the point is, the only way you can know it if it's true, if you could question what you're about to learn. And the teachers don't like that. They just want you to work, to do what they say. And what did you say? Write it down, etc., etc. Pressure of teachers, pressures of parents push, have pushed you to do, to become something. I can remember a little story. I had a boat, a big sailing boat. And I had the sail broken a little bit, so I took it to a person that does that thing. And when I went back to get to him, we had a little conversation, and he was talking uh, about his brilliance of his children. And just hold a second, because he had the music. I'll take my caller. I didn't see, I didn't have my screen up. Sorry. Uh, who is that? Okay. I'll see it now. I think no. There it is. Uh, hi, Dale. I'm sorry. I, I didn't see. Uh, I, I was, uh, I was reminiscing in my brain here, talking on the radio. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, the su subject is knowledge. <laughs> Go ahead. Question. Maybe you could. Uh... I, I got this little problem, well, not all the time, but I did tonight, in particular with a certain person. <laughs> I have a trouble getting angry, and it, actually it's my sister. And, um, well, and I told her one time, I said, uh, you have a way of pulling it out of me. I lose control, and I, I get upset with myself, you know, letting, I mean, I can see myself doing it, but it's it's like, you know, it just comes on and we get to doing what you said in one of your books one time, kind of like a jujitsu back and forth. And yeah. My heart starts pounding. My, <laughs> my breath, get, I get to breathing hard. and I mean, is there some, some way to, am I missing something? There's some way to, I try to watch myself. And sometimes... I, I can argue with people, and I don't get mad at all, but it, it's really kind of with her, too, a lot, you know, more than anybody else, I guess. Um, um, how old is... Are you the older one, or is she the older one? She's the older one. Uh, how much? I'm sorry. How much older is she? Oh, um, well, I'll be 56 next month. She's uh, 64. And you? And how how old are you? You're 
cutting out a little bit. Um, I'm I'm going to be 56 next month. Well, uh, well uh, how do you deal with other people, like his sister? How do you? I'm a, if you well, deal with this, if you deal with a sister, uh, somehow, it had us. It had to be something that happened a long, long time ago. And you came into yeah. the world second, and she was bigger and stronger than you are. Tell me about that. Tell me uh, how she treated you, how your mother treated her better, or whatever. Give me a background. Well, yeah, I can remember a little bit of that. Um, she kind of, <laughs> I guess you'd say, picked on me when I was younger. You know. give, give, me, give me an example of what caused you to be irritated. Um, oh, like she used to call me, uh, baby, you know, say, oh, you little baby, you little baby. And of course I'd get angry at her and maybe I'd kick her or something and mom would come in. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that she knew what she was doing? Looking back at it, now, you are, you were, you spoke about your, your childhood and now you're a grown up person. Yeah. Do you no, see? I don't think she know. I don't think she knows what she's doing now. Uh, I know that. And so, looking back at it, you got to get out of the baby stage. In other words, the resentment you had towards her is injustice and all the rest of it. But even in the children, if one child makes raspberries and is cruel to you when you're very small. And you give in to her, and you get upset and give in. You become, from that moment, from that very first person, whether it's the sister, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, it doesn't matter. There's a spirit, there's this principle here that you are yet to understand. When you're small, you have perception. When she was small, she had perception, but perception, but she'd lost it, because if she, if she had it, she wouldn't have done that to you. And there was somebody like mother. Did something to her, and then something that something to her. Imprinted itself in her, and she wasn't herself at that point. She has she had frustration, and that frustration has to be expressed, and she will not express that to somebody bigger and stronger than herself, but she has a little kid, you know, a, a brother. Well, you know, that reminds me of something when you mentioned mom. Yeah. I can remember when we was kids, um, and when she would go out of the room, mom would say to me, she would say, what makes her so ill? How come she's so cranky? I can remember her saying that several times. Well, see, the mother had a had a problem with his, uh, with his, a daughter, and the daughter had a resentment to the mother, and the, the, she lost who she was. Even a child, if a child of one and a half years old, two years old, has intuition, and the mother is a pusher, the mother loves too much and loves her more than you, 
there's always a reason for you to get upset. It's either, the, uh, it's either that way or the, 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 your sister was frustrated with her mother, you know, the mother, and she had to take out that frustration on the little brother. It's always that yeah. way. And, but the thing is what you have to do when you grow up, you got to look back, look at it as how, you see, your sister's still doing it, still doing it to you. And you've become, you're trying to, you're trying to get your sister to see that you're a decent person. Please don't do this anymore. Why do you keep doing that to me? But you, but the point is you can, your sister can drop dead and put her out of the way or run away and never see her again. But you'll still see her, people who look like her will stimulate that. I want to tell you a little story and show you how it works. You are living in a hypnotic state. You're living in a hypnotic state. And so I can tell you what a hypnotic state does. If I upset you, and I upset you enough, you would not be you. You would be subject to the person and the lookalike persons that have, have a relation, that you had a relationship all the way through life. And so you can spend your whole life. And so people who look like your sister causes you to react to them as if they were looking down their nose at you and doing something bad. And you may be not conscious of that, but it, it can, it's a continuum. In other words, the more you get upset with that woman... The more you have nothing to do with her or the more you stay with her and have anything to do with her, but she still does it to you. And if you run away and and, and, and go into the world, there's, there's thousands of people, or women in this case, that do the same thing. And so you, you have problems with women. And you try to and you feel guilty. And you try to make it you try to make it good. Because when you get angry you make you you feel like you, you you're guilty. And you're guilty for being angry. And when you're guilty for being angry, you feel like you have to give in to the to the to the person you're angry with, and you can never have a life. So the the secret is, why can't you see that from the the very beginning of life, children fight. Parents have, parents have idolized somebody. Parents can be hateful to the children, etc., etc. But whatever it is, whatever has caused you to get upset, you need to look at those positions, those things at life. And so let me get back to the point I was trying to make. If I hit, uh, upset you and upset you and upset you, you begin a hypnotic state. Then I can say anything I want, and you will do it. I say, you see that big, big mirror over there? Go over there and look in the mirror. So you go over there and uh, look in the mirror because you wanted to be polite. I said, every time you look in that mirror, that mirror is going to say to you, make you feel like you're better and then I walk away. You would be, the way you would feel better about yourself, 
was anytime you felt anxiety, you would go to that mirror, and the mirror will tell you what a nice person you are. And you can die from that. If anybody wants to break the mirror, you want to kill them. You are just making you to understand how dangerous it is to allow yourself to be to be upset because you're carrying the hostility of your childhood way into the, the distance, and and the hostility is judgment and judgment. Everything. Yeah, I understand. Other word is. Can you get the word uh, judgment? I didn't think about going clear back to my childhood, but I, I understand what you're saying. That's right. So what I'm saying, listen carefully. Here's the scripture. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I will pay back. And that's what you must consider if you're a Christian. Oh, my God. I'm judging. I'm see, but you didn't know this before. But I'm I'm telling you, you didn't know that you were judging, and you thought judging was good, and you can you can push down judgment in, deep into yourself, and feel strong. But a wrong strong, it's really a weakness. You have to keep burying it down, because you can't get it off your can't get it off your tongue and if you get it off your tongue you all you do is get, get the person upset who looks like your sister or looks like the mirror because that's what everybody what? is a mirror to you it's a similar to a mirror they keep on telling you how bad you are or good you are and it doesn't matter if they say you how good you are it's a lie and how bad you are is also wrong and so there's got to be something there that says, I need to get rid of anger. I need to drop that. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You are playing God when you're judging. When you judge, you violate the purpose of life. And, it's, and then there's another side of this, too. I'm wondering if you're following the other side. And this other side is that you want to be sorry. When you're angry with somebody, the anger can cause you to feel guilt. And then it can turn this way. Something inside your head could say, um, how can I say it? Something inside your head would say, oh my goodness me, I lost my point of view. Are you, I'm, I'm ruined on, the, on my radio programs. Oh yes, what happens when you feel angry and guilty? You want to make up to the person. And you're looking for love from that person. And damned if you give it to him because you're emboldening him to control you, and damned if you don't do it because you have lots of guilt. See, yeah, yeah, I understand that, too. Um, I, uh, it, it, just like you said, sometimes 
I almost kind of to the point where I kind of want to feel sorry for her, but I kind of step back. And but think, you're feeling oh. sorry for her is playing God again. Yeah. You don't want to have a feeling. The secret of life is to give up your emotions. Where would you give up those emotions is to give yourself to God. He takes away your emotions. And how can I say it? When he take, how he takes them away, he sends light through you. For example, if you close your eyes and look at your eyelids, you'll see little lights moving across the screen of your mind. They're pixels, like a hard drive for a computer. And, and so you can't figure out what they are. There's billions of them. The same with, with your computer. A beautiful pictures appear and stories take their place. And you watch. I want you to watch for angry thoughts, judgments. And then, you, then there's also the problem of forgiveness. But forgiveness is also playing God. So you're screwed either way. If you forgive them, if you forgive them, you're playing God. If you're judging, you're playing God. And you're stuck. I had a man once. He came to me ten years later from a seminar. And he says, I'm coming here again because I didn't learn anything the first time. But I resent you, Mr. Masters, and I just come to say so. Can you forgive me? And my words were, no. He said, why can't you know you're, you're, you're a minister? Why can't you forgive me? I said, because I didn't judge you. If I judge you and I forgave you, I'm playing God too. I'd have a conflict. So I'm smart enough to know when that person said, I'm sorry, I uh, hope you forgive me, but I hated you. I said, I don't remember you at all, but still. He said, but can't you give me forgiveness? I said, no, I didn't judge you so hard. Now I need to forgive. You see, forgiveness, if you're going to forgive somebody, you're just in danger, just as much in danger, and more so. There's two things you have to understand. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I pay back. Honor your mother and father. There it is. Honor your mother and father. Then you say, my mother was a wicked witch. My father had lots of women. I hated them. And Jesus cried, forgive them, Father. Now the word forgiveness is coming from a very spiritual man who has the word forgive. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Your sister did not know what she was doing, and your mother who did it did not know. And you can go back to generations and generations until you get to Paradise Lost. It happens 
every day to almost everybody that lives and dies from it. All right, we're going to go yeah. to another call. I hope that helps. Oh, just let it go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here we are again. Happy as can be. So we have Lena in Michigan. Fear and self-doubt. Hello, Lena. What can I do for Hi. you as though I didn't know? Hi, Roy. Hi. Everything you said to that previous caller was what I needed to hear. I'm sure. It's, it's, it's similar for everybody. Yeah, very similar. And uh, I see myself doing a lot of judging, and which probably, you know, I have a lot of fear. I've been noticing that, um, layers of fear. Okay. And... Um, you want you, know, you, you, you want to know time. you want to you want to know what causes that? Yeah. Emotion. It's always emotion. You can be penetrated, imprinted. You can have the in character of another person imprint his identity in you, and so that you don't have your own identity to varying degrees. And the more you get upset the more you're attracted to the people that, that upset you because you feel guilty and you want there's tendencies you want to make up to them. And so anytime you have, a, have an argument with somebody and you're right, but the other, the other person is stronger than you, they can make you doubt. But the doubting doesn't come just from that. That is the, the process of getting worse and worse and worse and worse. The more you get upset, the more you feel guilt. The more you feel guilt, there's only other, only two different ways you can go without God. You have to do unto others and degrade them and relieve your anxiety to, to be bigger and stronger than somebody else. Or you can give in to the bully and become an appeaser and become bullied for the rest of your life because you don't know how to deal with it. Because every time somebody bullies you, you get upset, you feel guilty, and when you feel guilty, you want to try to be nice to them. Hope that maybe I feel guilt, maybe if I love that man more. And the more you love that man or person, the more he's going to hurt you. Or the more he's always going to thrust you away and cause you to be angry. And you keep go off looking for somebody who loves you as you are. And it goes on and on and on. Everybody on this earth has what you have. It's nothing new and it causes anxiety. And anxiety is, comes from resentment and trying to get someone to, give, to forgive you. Resentment, right? You see what I'm saying? Is these are the only two things you have to redeem yourself on earth without God. It is you're playing God. You judge or are judged. When you're judged, you've got the nature of the person inside you. And that person and you as that person can t turn around and do to others what was done to you. And you're the bully. You're in charge and not broken. Mm. See that? What yeah. you need, everybody listening to this program, needs to understand we need the light. In other words, emotion 
is the, the force, the energy of an animal. And when man fell from grace, he lost the light that we need to find and look to Eve and Eve Every man, I keep saying when I do this program, every man, every man that's born of woman is the extension of the woman. And he looks at the woman like an animal going, like a calf going to a, to a cow. And there's tendency for men to look for love from, the, from a woman, but all he's doing is drawing up more of the Eve and you, they both they poison each other. If she loves him and gives him sex and gives him what he wants, he, you're emboldening him. And, but it doesn't last long because when you're emboldening him, he, he falls for it. He hungers for it. He absorbs it and he makes him feel better. But everything, but he's worse because the woman can't make him, give him redemption. All she can do is make him feel better. But in the process of making him feel better, she's poisoning herself. She's drawing up from her to give to him. And all, so damned if you love him and give him what he wants, and damned if you don't, because he'll come after you and bully you into giving you See how that is with everything, not just sex, with money, with everything. Everything on this earth. We're always doing to others what was done to us. We always try not to, but then we become a, an appeaser. That's all you can be. And everybody listening to my program, every problem you got is exactly the same one thing. Just that one thing. Good and evil. Both are good and evil. But the good isn't good. Everything that makes you feel good makes you worse. See that? What you need to do is to be still and, and learn to throw off your emotions by closing your eyes and watching little, little flickers little pictures, some pictures come into your mind or the thing you first see when you close your eyes and sit down and to meditate. You see your eyelids and the little pixels, little, like a, um, putting a, a, those things you put in the computer and it gives a picture. It gives a story. Uh -huh. it's not, I can't find the room. I can't always remember the the, the, the language of of uh, our modern our modern things. As you see, I'm having difficulty with those words. But what I'm trying to say, in spiritual terms, those little pixels, are having like that little thing you put in your computer, and it, and and it's only a little thumb. Drive. That's what it was. I remember it. Thumb drive. It has. It can give you a, a whole an hour or two of movies, and then some. 
And I'm trying to say, those little pixels in your forehead are programs from the inside. And, and if you look at those, those pictures, what, is, what it means, if you can see them, those little lights are coming through you. Little pixels of light coming through you. And if you sit quietly and, and, and images come up and wants to take you away, stand back. Be aware of your first finger of your right hand and make it t- get it to tingle just by being ex- just by the existence that is there. Don't even look to the right. Just with the first finger, the fi- first finger of the right hand. If you become aware of it, it tingles. But some of the energy is going into your body and through your brain and washing out your relationship with emotion. It washes it out slowly but surely and and as this slowly but surely washes out all the emotions, what comes up with it is what keeps it alive. So if you hate your mother and you get upset, then the memory of your mother comes to you and you feel guilty. And you feel guilty. You see, it, it's, a, it's a sequence. It won't stop. You need to watch the thoughts that come up and don't get angry with them. And don't look for them to come up. Don't try to remember. Don't secretly hate somebody, secret and smile. All you need to do is do that meditation. It costs no money. It's free. Make sure you don't you don't try to help your creator. Don't help him. He doesn't need your help. Just sit quietly and the light comes through you and those little pixels represent the beginning of light. If you can see the light, it is a little pixel and those little pixels are pushing away, pushing your soul, your spirit, away from being tied to your brain. Because Because as long as you're connected to the brain, as long as you will, your soul will be controlled by what comes through the brain from the world. Understand? Don't go away. Oh, look, it's, it's almost time. Did you understand? Yeah. Did she yes, understand? I, I got to yes, go. But, uh, did you got it? Good. I, just, I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got it. Just Thank drop you. the anger at that way. Um, thank you. Would you, do you like what I said? Did you get any understanding all the people on earth are like this? Everybody has the same thing. Love, hate. See, love is not love. Hate is hate. Both are bad. Until you find what truth that sets you free. Call me. Call me, 877-3227, or West Coast Time, weekdays. And 800-877-3227. Please support the program. And go to my uh, Facebook, 
as well as looking for Facebook. Thank you very much.